Today is uh, Pastor Sam turn to preach, but he promised he will do it next year. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for here, and thank you for everything you have done in our life, and thank you also for the opportunity to bring the boys to Singapore, to have experience to see, and also to play games with two groups in Singapore. So now we open our heart for your message, and we pray that um, we'll continue to love you, we'll continue to worship you, and we'll continue to serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So 2015 is the 10 years ministry in Batam. So everything starts with the calling. And I made you nine, 36 say that when he saw the crowd, he has compassion on them because they are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Because of their compassion for the needy and then the heart we feel with God's love and then this one like make me make decision to move to Batam. Even though Batam is not a good place to live. I still remember many years ago when I still studied in Singapore and I joined one group who have retreat in Batam, and we went around, and I say, God, this is the first and last. I don't like Batam. <laughs> I don't like Batam. And I have been lived there for 10 years, and maybe I'm going to retire in Batam. <laughs> yes. So because of the compassion, and then just because of love and the obedience for God's calling, and then I moved to Batam, and... Like the, the calling is to walk like Jesus. Like John 9, 14 say, 4 say that, as long as it's day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming and no one can walk. And also, in John 5, 16 say that, in his defense, Jesus said to them, my father is always at his work to this very day and I too am walking. So when I moved to Batam, I just go with the full, with the compassion for the needy and also the desire to do whatever and pay any cost to do the ministry. And sometimes when God calls us, we call us, we don't know, we cannot predict the, the cost. And today, uh, uh, for last 10 years, this is the, the cost of the calling. There are too many things. And sometimes when I face the problem, difficulties, sometimes I think, I say, if I know that I must go through these difficulties, maybe I'm not going to serve God. Because alert. sometimes the, uh, the challenge is very, very difficult. So last 10 years, um, we have moved from one building to another building. Maybe we can open the company moving company, help the people to move. I know in Singapore, when you move, you just call, like, there's someone who provides the, help you to pack, and then have the lorry to bring your stuff. So we can start. And why this is very difficult? I, I count from 205 and myself. I have moved for eight times, from one place to another place. And I hope this coming December, I will move to my own house, and then, yeah, that one, even though I need to, 
I need to be healthy until 80 years old because I need to pay the bank installment for this house. So I move from one building to another building, you know, like very tiny to pack and tear down the, the, you know, the plywood. We take out and then carry our stuff, carry the wood, carry the plywood to the new building. And then we, the moment we arrive in the building, because we need to do the partition, the moment we arrive to the new building, and then we unpack and also make the, another partition. So we have done this for many times. It's really very tiring, very tiring. The second one is the huge need and lack of resources. We're surrounded by the needy people, and sometimes we feel uh, discouraged when we we want to help them, but we don't have the resources. And at that time, sometimes like we face so many people who are in need, and we all just pray, let's pray, God will provide, God will provide. And we have been seen last, last 10 years, God always provide the need of his people. And the third one is long and complicated process to get the legal license from government for IBC. You know, last time, honestly, when I just moved to that time, I think I have a quite negative perspective of my own government. So I hate to go to government office. I hate to go to extend the, the license of the car or the document of the car. I hate to go. So until I think I must love my government. So if I need to go because we need to do many paperwork and then must go to the government office, Usually, I really spend time to pray. I say, God, make me love my government. I need to love my government. So, finally, I'm okay right now. I am okay. <laughs> I always try to avoid to meet the uh, officer. But no, I'm, I'm okay, a bit better. Usually, I always try my best to let Pastor Sam do it. Let Pastor Sam do it. But I must do it. So, like, Really, it's a difficult time. Finally, we get the, the official license from the Indonesian government, from religion department for the Bible school. So we are official and we are acknowledged by the government. And thank you so much because we have this license before we move to the new building. And because of this license, no one can stop us, no one can disturb us because we have the, all the paper documents. But this one, like, really take, we went to Jakarta, we must people, like, very thick document, and then with the moment you enter the, uh, the government office in Jakarta, wow, very difficult. You understand? You need to do so many things. And after the visit us in Batam also, we need to, we really need God wisdom how to handle them. And finally, we have the license. As recently, we are visited again for the extension and very easy one. So also this one also like uh, um, I can't tell you the whole story why the pressure, the difficulties, and really so many things we need to prepare. The fourth one is like we have been looking for lands for years, and finally we managed to find four units of shop house and two units of warehouse. So I am Pastor Sam. Like keep. Well, I meet so many owners of the lands, and some of them ask us, do you have money to buy? You have been asking so many land, maybe you don't have money. They say, yeah, we have, you have, but we need to check because in Batam, when you need to buy the land or any property, 
that will be used for the any pastoral ministry or any church. You need to see, you need to investigate who is the neighbor because you will have the problem. And finally, I still remember when pastor came and said, let's go, look for the shop house. And finally, we entered one place and really we found the shop houses empty and also like two warehouses empty. So know that one because I think God really speak to pastor. Pastor also, I think, so tired with so you so many land and finally cancel. So like looking for land is like four years is really very tiny for us. And the renovation process, I and Pastor Sam, we are not trained in the architect. We don't know anything about the construction. To renovate some houses, we are very expert. But to build building, uh, maybe we are not there. But we have one um, community center in Dapu 12, three-story. Pastor Sam and I is the contractor, and also we are the architect. <laughs> so one day you wanted to see the, uh, the, the building, you can go and hopefully no earthquake. Because we also cannot guarantee, but the, the the building is very strong. Even some some people say that you can still build one more story. So the renovation process, and also the recently we faced the challenges from the neighbor. Wow, that was the most difficult. I still remember first oh, of November, I pitched in our small church, and Pastor Sam was called to meet so many leaders religious leaders and village head. The moment I arrived in the church because we have second service at 5 p.m., I saw Sam's face pale, like so down. And I told Sam that, uh, take a nap because you have second service at 5. When you take a nap, just believe in God and God will do something. But from Monday, from 1st November to 4th November, it's really, there was very difficult time for us. And Something happened, miracle happened. But three days ago, we are called again. There are some people unhappy, and they wanted to call the higher level of government and for meeting again. But last time, the, the, the second time they come and told us, we are okay. I think the feeling better because we went through the past already. The first one was very, very difficult. Like, like really take so many days, we cannot sleep, we cannot eat. Uh, we don't know what to do, but uh, we saw that God helped us, but I, we don't know what will happen. The meeting is un- after the bottom election, the major election, maybe third week of Nef- December. So please pray for us, for the wisdom, and we don't know. We don't know what will happen. Uh, the Bible school, they cannot do anything, but they always have problem with the fact that we use the hall for Sunday service for three hours. Maybe because so many people come, because like every Sunday we have more than 400 people, about 200 plus children and 200 plus adults attend the service. Like so many bus came, like came, so I think they, they feel something disturbed on them. So pray, please pray that God will do something. There is the law in Indonesia that we hope the government will cancel the law. So I, I told my staff that let's pray that God will use our president to cancel the law. Or the second one, God will do something to the three person who create the problem. Yeah. So is it okay to pray that way? <laughs> yeah. Because I think 
uh, we pray that God will remove them to go somewhere. <laughs> because we cannot fight. We cannot fight. We just, we don't, cannot do anything. Sometimes to face this kind of people, we don't know what to do. So we really need God's hand to do so. Like all the challenges we have gone through, and then usually the, the first response is get tired and feel down, worry, afraid, confused, helpless, almost give us. And after that, we, I told the student, let's pray. We cannot do anything else. So very funny when Pastor Sam, after the, the village had called him, he told me, Ibu, please take care of my wife. Is someone kidnapped me and kill me? I said, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, maybe we can find another husband for your wife. <laughs> so I think he passed the same joke, but I know that he's a bit afraid. Honestly, we are afraid. And uh, very funny is um, one of some of our students, even at night, at night, cannot sleep. There is like warriors, suddenly people come and attack. People come and burn the beard. I say, no worry, don't worry, don't, don't worry too much. Even though we die, we will go straight to heaven. So don't worry. Uh, so we have like feel down sometimes, worry, afraid, confused, helpless, and keep up. And then finally, okay, let's pray. This is the last decision. And then when we pray, we really cry. You know that when you face the difficulties, you pray, your prayer time is better. So we, we always pray, have prayer meeting in the evening, in the morning, but when we went through the difficulties last, last month, our prayer meeting is much better than the prayer meeting before. And then I remember what Paul said. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given the Lord Jesus given me the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. I still remember when I was in Bible school, when the speaker preached about if you are God's servant, you must be willing to die as a martyr. And I say, no, I don't want. I prefer to die when I sleep. I don't want to um, die as a martyr. I said no. But in 1999, when I was in Ambon, Molokos Island, there was the riot. And then we ran from jungle to another jungle for one month. And then we hear the bombs, the fire. And I said, oh God, I cannot avoid. But I said, no, I don't want to die now. So, like, we have no choice. We cannot, like, uh, decide, oh, I wanted to die when I sleep. I don't want to die as a martyr. But sometimes we, can, we don't know what will happen in the future. So like just Paul said that my only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. And also remember this one. Sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich. Have nothing, and yet possessing everything. So we are in Batam. We are sorrowful yet rejoicing. Poor yet making many rich. Some people think, some people think that I and myself is so rich. We have so much money. 
Because we feed about, right now on Friday, we feed about 250 children. Saturday, another 250 children. On Sunday, about almost 300 children. And then we also have feeding program in Lobam, Pakambaru, and Karimun. And some people think we are so rich. I say, we say, we're not rich. But we even though we have, even though in our congregation, we have about 400 attendants every Sunday. But the income, even no one of the pastors take the, the offering, uh, like get the salary from the offering. It's not enough. Even for the buses, not enough. So actually, our congregation is so poor. But what Paul said that we are poor, but making many rich. Especially our whole right now is very nice. Some pastors say that your whole, your building is the nicest building in Batam. And I can tell you that our building is the nicest and best building of any Bible school in Batam. And people don't believe that your congregation is so poor. Even some pastors say, where do you get the money? I say, I'm not like stealing for or hack, like, hack the bank account of someone. No. Guys, our provider. And some of them actually gradually say that you are only a woman and all you and your staff still look young. Uh, I'm look young, but they are real young. <laughs> but you find, and then we say that actually we have nothing. If finally we do program, it's not mean that we have the money. Sometimes, actually, uh, I, I will tell you the story of uh, the one couple who uh, support the feeding program since 2010. I think it was six months ago, he said that he has no money. He has problem in his job. So, like, sometimes still send some money, but sometimes no money. But I never ask. But until now, we still run the feeding program. And suddenly, sometimes I ask, if we need to stop the feeding, we stop lah, don't worry. But we keep continue. and last month, he said that I managed to send another 5,000 U.S. for the feeding program. So, we, like, we are poor, but we're making many rich. We are not rich church. We have nicest building in Batam. We have feeding program. We feed about 1,000 children, and then we have support the education of, of more than 700 children. And there was a time the pastor come to me and say, Pastor Sarah, uh, please borrow me your money. I said, how much you need? He said, 150 million. It's about 15,000. I said, I give you 150,000 rupiah. I have, but not 150. And they say, you bluff. I'm not bluff. I don't have nothing. They say, money never like speak. But you have hide your money. I say, I have no money. So like, even we are like sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many things, have nothing yet, possessing everything. And another first I remember is, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also reveal in our body. Honestly, last time, I don't like this passage. But now, I leave out this passage. The situation forced us. So there's the price that we pay, and, but also there's the blessing. I keep, like, keep thinking that if I... Make didn't do the decision to go to Batam on 
in 2005, I will not see so many things happen. So the God calling is require obedience to take the step by faith, and the rest is we leave it to God. So the blessing, here the blessing. The first blessing is for us as a pastor. The blessing is we have humility. And it's not about how smart we are, how expert we are, how talented we are. Sometimes, finally, we cannot do anything. Like helpless, almost give us. And God come and interfere. So the benefit of the challenges for us is servant heart, humility, endurance, perseverance, courage, faith. Faith to believe in God. Just when we look around and we like, don't see any, any open door, that's the best time to look up and really depend on God 100%. And let God take the better for us. Love and grace. We are tempted. Sometimes we want to give up. Like ministry to the people, especially the poor people, is not easy. But because of love and God's grace, we continue to serve them. We continue to do the best we can. And the benefit also, we have close relationship with God. We can ask help from Ami. We can ask help for police. The only one we can ask help is for God. And then we get in closer with God in our relationship. So we are growing. We are growing. And then the miracle. I can tell you, feeding program. No one of ch- any church in Batam have done what we have done. And our church, actually all the poor people, but our God is rich God. God has always the ways to bless us, to send whatever we need to meet the needs of the people. Education sponsorship, renovation of some house, the growing of the children, ministry, and community center. Now we have three community centers in the some area. We have feeding program in the community center. We set up small library. We also have tuition in the some area. And uh, one center, we spend about $3,000. And I, in Bukistanium, I think it's about $3,000. In Muka Kuning, we spent about $5,000 to build the new building. And the biggest one, Dapur Drive, where I, I am Pastor Semi, the contractor, and architect, we spent about $60,000. Where did the money come? God is our provider. God always opened the door for us. And all, we also managed to get 5,000 square meters, the land from the government, with the price $3 per one square meter, still in the process. But also miracle, we can get the land. And then we have annual teenager and youth camp. We have done it since 2009. We have about 100 teenagers and about more than almost 100 youth every year on December. Just the, like, the privilege for us to spend time with the youth, with the young people, because we know that we cannot change the future of the parents, but we can change the future of the young people. Christmas party for the children. Every year we struggle because there's just no fun to give them Christmas gift. 
And we don't have money to even, we also don't have fun to give Christmas gifts for our staff. But every year, God always sends people. And this year, we can organize Christmas party in Dapur 12, Bukit Senyum, Muka Kuning, Kampung Sal Ampung Aceh. And thank God for PPH or the adopt to organize Christmas party this uh, next week. We will have about 300 children in Dapur 12. So God loves his people because his, he loves his people. He always will provide. We are only his servant. And the medical, we do we have kindergarten, set up computer lab, medical, food distribution, shoe distribution, also just did the mattresses distribution. We got about 300 plus mattresses from Dulos Ship. You know, the Dulos Ship is bought by Singapore businessmen, and he converted the Dulos Ship to a five star hotel and the dealership in the Bintan, Laogui, right now. And they donate all the mattress for us, and then we do, we give, deliver the mattresses to the slums area. And we also offer all kind of need. You know, that I think there is no pastor, no church to do what we have done. We have the congregation to have what? Birth certificate, marriage certificate. They just married. Like with the, you know, sometimes the kampung we married. Um, you know, I don't know in Singapore, but in Batam, in Indonesia, we have the church wedding, and then must go also for the government. Most of them have the church marriage, but no government. So it's not official. So our staff also, there was that very funny, one widow. One widow, and then must need the man. And so he borrowed Dolly's name. So I said, Dolly, you're going to marry the widow? But, but then Dolly said, okay, I'll put my name there. <laughs> Maybe next time Dolly can I get married <laughs> because he is the husband of widow. So we have the, uh, the marriage certificate, insurance card. You know, the Indonesia have the insurance card for the poor, pay $3 monthly. We also help them. Last night, so sad because one of the, our teenager or youth, Got accident. He after finished the youth service, a youth service, and then go home. And suddenly, one motorbike hit him. So the break, uh, the um, leg is break, and also some some hole in his head. And then the first question we ask: Does he have the insurance card? No insurance card. Wow, terrible. So we also help them. You need to have the insurance card because you know have no money. One day I call one lady. I say, where is your, uh, in Batam, if you have poor card, you can get the medical for free. But you need to have the uh, poor card. And sometimes, in order to have the poor card, you need to pay $100. So, so you need to have that. Sometimes you encourage Congress, and you must have the poor card. They say, Ibu, I don't have $100 to pay the poor card. And one uh, girl have the TB, have lost his card, her card. I say, where is your poor card? Because with this card, you can go to the government clinic to get the medical for free. He said, I lost. I say, Ayah, you are so stupid. Huh? You don't have money. You suffer a TB. And now you lose your uh, only hope is you, the, the poor card. And I don't know what my guys do, but still alive. Huh? The girl huh? still alive now. Praise God. Praise God. So we, we really help, and so we do everything. 
We do everything for them. And sometimes we, uh, it's not easy, but I told the student that God in heaven is like, look at us and happy. So, that's why in gratitude, we thank God for God, for entrust us to do the ministry. And also, I thank God for one, so especially Pastor Kokfai and all the elders and brothers saying, thank for the trust, love, and support and prayers. I just wondering how Pastor and Seng think when first time they meet me. When the first time they meet me, I'm very skinny, like more nourished. <laughs> and why they trust me? Why I'm not qualified. Sometimes people, you know, sometimes I, I invited to preach in one church, and then the many times they say, uh, they call me, they, like, like call to the younger one, you sit behind. This is for all the pastors. Because I'm not qualified to the company. I'm not look the pastor. I'm not look with the with the anointing. But thank God for the trust. Thank Pastor for trust me. And I think take a risk for Pastor and saying to trust me. <laughs> Ten years ago. And also the staff for the feed. And lastly, I will show you um, very fast. IBC one decade. This, I don't have this first building. This is the second building. We use the three story first. So, a first story is used by another. This one, the second story, one unit. Pastor came here, this building. And this is the Bible school in the second building. This is our tiny library. This is only the books we have, first time. And this is the office. This is the third building, a uh, fourth building. Okay, this is the first Sunday school we have. Uh, OG, are they the same? So this is our first Sunday school, and all of them at that time, illiterate. And because of this, when our Sunday school teacher wanted to give them verses to memorize, they don't know how to read and write. And finally, because of this, and then we have support about 700 people, the children. And now these are our children. We organize Christmas uh, Children Day and attended by 700 children. And also youth from children and then now. This is our youth camp yearly. This is last year and we are going to have again on December. So we have so many children, so many young people. And this is the GSC. This is the picture when we just start. And this is the picture yesterday. I did it here. And community center in Double 12. In 206, you remember the BB from uh, PP8? Yeah. And we take down the old building and buy one piece of land. And this is the building now. And so the building is quite enough, so it can, we can have about 300 children in the building. And this is Muka Kuning. Um, like you heavy rain, <laughs> because flood here. But now, renovate like this one. Have running water, have electricity, have a sailing fan. So this is very nice right now. The children enjoy the new building. Bukit Sanyong, Paso Sen. And this is the children in Bukit Sanyong. 
This is the first children we sent to the school in 2006. And this is man Oji. Ah, Oji. Berdiri Oji. Oji berdiri. This is Oji. <laughs> so these children growing with us. <laughs> and uh, Uh, this is KB. Mana KB? Berdiri KB. <laughs> this one. We organized that our children come for the sponsor kids a uh, few years ago when we also have team from PB8, and we hope to do it again next year. So from this, and then we come, we have support for 700 children. This is the first water baptism we have in 2006, and this is the second building we have. Uh, Sunday service, and this is the last service in the old building, I think end of June. And this is our nice hall. <laughs> Thank you for sacrifice a lot and let us have better building and nicer building than yours. Renovation, somehow, food distribution, this all the program we have done, shoes, computer lab into a secondary school, kindergarten. And this is the last one I wanted to share about when Naomi must go for surgery. I still remember when I am on my way to attend, I think, feeding program, and her friend called me. Um, I am Naomi's friend. She is in hospital, and she must go for surgery. You know what? First thing come to my mind is what? Dollar. I say, oh my God, how am we are going to pay? Even though I sell my kidney, still cannot cover the, the treatment. So I'm looking for. Actually, I wanted to find a website in Batam who can buy the kidney. And at that time, I said, God, what am I going to do? Because we have no money to pay. And just pray lah. And I still remember when uh, the, we pay, and I see the figure, $18,000. But at the end, thank you for pastor and PP8. Some leaders also donate. And so God is good. Not only take care of the ministry, but also take care of us. So I would like to thank you so much for God's goodness. And once again, I wanted to close and say that when God calls you, just take a step by faith and the rest God will take care. It doesn't mean that your life will be smooth, no problem. The challenges will be there, the difficulties will be there, but God will help us. God will strengthen us to go through. And finally, we can finish the race. Thank you so much. Why don't, why don't we all stand and have a closing prayer? And Why don't we stretch out our hands and bless um, our brothers and sisters from, from Batam and the good work that is, that is being done there. God, we are so thankful to you for just bringing our paths to cross and then now journeying together. We want to pray for Sarah and her team, Lord, for Pastor Sam and Eva and Naomi and especially this uh, group of 15 uh, young men Lord, that you will continue to just watch over them, bless their lives deeply, Lord, uh, and, and have them also to carry the compassion 
of Jesus in their hearts. And it doesn't matter if there are no resources, Lord. We know that once we step out in faith, you will provide. And so, God, that too for PPH, we want to pray that we would be available, we would be willing, we would take the first step, and then you will come along and you will just make the thing work uh, for us and you will help us to, uh, to be a blessing to, to many in our community. So, God, thank you for, for today, for the good news that we have heard. And I pray that our hearts will be stirred unto love and good deeds. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.